Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So, today's the day that you've all been waiting for. We're going to talk about dog penises. Really, we're going to talk about something called paraphimosis, and it happens in dogs and cats. Uh, but we have, you know, you, you have quite a few of them that have this happen. So, what is it? What can we do at home for people? And what do we do here? So, real quick, we're going to kind of go over some anatomy of the dog and cat. So the dog, we'll talk about first, they have this sheath over the penis. So that's that skin that just sits over the penis. Inside the penis is called the os penis. There's a bone that's in there called the os penis. And then they also have, so there are two testicles, which when we neuter them, that's what we take, right? We take the testicles. But there's also like these little balls that are between the penis, and the testicles. Some people get really confused and think that it is the testicles, and these will especially call in, and they're like, hey, my dog was neutered, but I see that there's these two balls sitting next to the penis. What is this? Um, so those are not extra testicles or anything. They're actually a secondary sex gland called the bulbal urethral glands. They're just there when they get an erection. It helps them to get an erection. So when people call in, especially for our awesome receptionist and they're like, hey, my dog was neutered at your clinic and he still has his testicles. He just got an erection. One, they definitely still can get an erection when they're when they're neutered. And two, they're not testicles. It's actually just the bulbal urethral gland. Now let's talk about the differences with male dogs and male cats. So male cats still have testicles. They still have the penis and it's inside the the sheath, just like the the male dogs is. Uh, cats do not have the os penis, so there's no bone inside their penis. And then also, they do not have the bulbal urethral gland. And the relation, like from where the testicles are to the penis and a cat, is they're like right next to each other. Versus a dog, which you have, you know, the testicles at the back near the butt, and then you have the penis on the abdomen. So a little bit longer of a urethra or the tube that goes from the bladder to the penis. It's called the urethra. So it's, they have a much longer urethra than a cat does. All right. So now we've gone through our anatomy. What is paraphimosis? So paraphimosis is when the penis becomes stuck or extended outside of that sheath, usually for more than about two hours. So a dog's erection or a cat's erection should only last for about 30 minutes. It should go away on its own. There usually isn't a problem. But when it gets to be like that two-hour mark, um, then we start worrying. Then, then we need to have them start coming in. Why? So usually what happens is that dog's penis is or the cat's penis is supposed to be inside the sheath. In that sheath is where it becomes very moist. It's the tissue stays moist. It is a mucous membrane, just like just like our mucous membranes in our mouth. So it should be really moist all the time. If it's not, then we start getting problems. So when it gets stuck outside there, it becomes dry. Um, it swells, so the penis starts swelling really badly, and it cuts off circulation of the venous drainage. So basically the veins get crushed and then also the lymphatics get crushed as well. The um, arterial 
blood flow. So basically the blood flow going into the penis isn't as heavily affected because it's much deeper inside the penis than the venous drainage and also the veins. So the veins can't get any blood out while the artery is still able to pump blood in, which again leads to just more swelling. So now there are like certain breeds that the papers say this is the most common dog that has paraphimosis. Uh, they usually say it's German Shepherds, Golden Retrievers, and Labs. I'll tell you like 99% of the dogs that come through our hospital that have paraphimosis are going to be Chihuahuas. Small dogs, tiny dogs, they usually will have this. Usually, I, I can think of maybe one large breed dog that I've had come through that had uh, paraphimosis. Cats, like I said, can also be affected by this as well. In general, for cats, it's usually caused because they are long-haired cats and they get the hair wrapped around their penis, and that causes them to kind of like have a stricture, like almost as if you were to put a rubber band on the tip of your finger and it cuts off the blood flow. That's kind of what the hair is doing, is it's cutting off the blood flow just as hair, not as a rubber band. For dogs, there are lots of reasons for this. There can be genetic things like um, if they were born with a really narrow opening of their sheath or if they had an injury to it. Um, they can also have, like again, the long hair that's matted just like the cats do. Um, other non-genetic things are going to be the edges of the sheath will roll in. That's the most common thing. So it kind of like folds in on itself. So the sheath opening is inside the sheath. And it makes it really hard for the penis to get back in because now the opening is smaller, but also it's like rubbing against a really dry area with fur and stuff, not a moist area like it normally does. It can also be from like foreign bodies. Like I've actually seen a stick that's gotten stuck in there before. Uh, it could be from infections. It could be from like trauma to the os penis. So that bone in the penis can break and that could make it so that it can't go back in. You can have weakened muscles of the penis or even like things like cancer can cause this as well. Some of the clinical signs that the owners are going to see at home is that the dog or cat will be like excessively looking at their penis because it hurts. They cannot get it back in and it hurts. They might see the swelling. Hopefully that's what they do see. Uh, they might even describe it as like a red rocket, right? Or even the lipstick that's coming out. Um, so those are usually good indications that there's probably some swelling that's occurring. And then they may even see dribbling of urine as well because they can't urinate sometimes because that urethra is being crushed. So what are some of the bad things that can happen if it sticks out for too long? Uh, the penis can change color from like normally that pinkish color. It can change it to dark red, purple, and black. Those are not good colors. We need to get them in before then. Uh, the tissue can dry out, which makes it even harder for that penis to go back in because, again, it needs like that moisture to be able to get back in. The circulation is impaired, just like we were talking about. The blood cannot flow out of there, and that's not good because that can actually lead to blood clots, which will cause death of the tissue as well. And then also trauma to the penis. Um, I've seen a dog try to bite their penis because of it. I've seen the urethra come out because of it. Um, I've seen cuts on the penis because of it. And then also urethra obstruction. So the dog cannot or the cat cannot pee. That urethra is being crushed and they are unable to urinate. 
And then like the most extreme is that they potentially need a penile amputation. Uh, I don't know if anybody had seen the dog that came in to see Dr. K where the, the tip of the penis was like black, black, black. And so that was one that we had to like, or he had to amputate the penis. What can people do at home though? It's like, let's say somebody calls in, a client calls in, they're like, you know, my dog has this red rocket. It won't go back in. It's been three hours. Like, what can I do? Maybe Jen gets this call. Some person late at night. Uh, you know, some of the things you can tell them to do is going to be like put sugar water on it. Ideally, if they have like a turkey baster or a syringe, those are usually the easiest ways to do it. But just dissolving sugar in water, regular sugar in regular water, and then putting that on the penis, that can help tremendously. Even if it doesn't go down and go back into the sheath by the time they get to us, that will help us tremendously to be able to get it back into that sheath. It'll also help bring down the swelling. That sugar water actually acts as what's called a hypertonic solution. So it draws water out of the penis so that way it brings the swelling down and then that penis can go back into the sheath. They can also then put a lot of lubricant on it as well because again, that's going to be really helpful if there's no lubricant on that penis when it would normally have that it again it can't go back in so if they have lubricant putting the lubricant on it it usually doesn't matter what kind of lubricant it is but i usually will tell people to try to stay away from ones that have a lot of alcohol or anything in them i mean it doesn't matter if it's flavored who cares like it you just need some lubricant on it okay the other thing that they can do is a cold water compress. So meaning not that they put an ice pack on it, like make sure you don't tell them to put an ice pack on it. It's got to be just like a, a, a you know, washcloth that they put under cold water and then they can hold that on the penis. Again, it's going to help bring down that swelling so that hopefully the penis can go back into the sheath by itself. Um, otherwise, they need to head on down to the vet. They got to come into the emergency because we got to be able to get it back in. So what are we going to do when that owner gets there? So the first thing we're going to ask them usually is going to be, can we sedate their dog or their cat? And when we do that, it's for a couple of reasons. One is it's painful. And so we don't want to put them through that pain. And two, it's going to be much easier to be able to put the penis back in when they're not fighting us. Um, if they keep fighting us and we can't get the penis back in, we're just causing more harm and more damage and making it more swollen, which is completely counteractive to what we need to do. So usually first thing, sedate them. Then next, we're going to put some more sugar water essentially on it by using dextrose. So dextrose is essentially sugar water. It's just a really high concentration of it. So we're going to put that sugar water on there so we can help again bring down as much swelling as possible. We can also use like cold water to bring it down as well. Like sometimes we'll put a wrap of that. I've even done like a wrap of, of putting sugar water on the penis and then used a like a paper towel and put that under cold water and then wrapped the penis with it. Again, just try to bring down as much swelling as possible. And then also lubricating it. So especially down by the base of it, because that's going to make it much easier to get it back in. It's also going to keep it moist as well. And then after that, we need to manipulate the sheath. So typically, it's usually that the sheath is rolled in on itself. So the edges are rolled inside the sheath. 
That's usually what causes them to get stuck. So you actually need to pull the sheath backwards towards the testicles in order to be able to like unroll that sheath and then pull it over the penis after that. Sometimes that doesn't work though. I've had luckily across my fingers only one situation that I have not been able to get the penis back into the sheath. And when that happens, the next step is we do like this cut into the sheath. It's essentially like making a, I, I always think of it as like very similar to an episiotomy, but it's actually like making a triangle cut into the top of the sheath. So that, that way we make the sheath opening larger and we can then get the sheath back in there. Like I said, it's not common we have to do this. Like I've literally only had to do it one time. That's because we just could not get that sheath even further back to be able to unroll it. If everything goes well, some of the other things we may do will be to like perform just like a urinalysis on the dog to make sure that there's no signs of a urinary tract infection or anything. We may also put in a urinary catheter to make sure that the urethra is still open and not so swollen that urine isn't going to be able to get out. Because if that's the case, then we may have to put in a urinary catheter and then keep the dog there or the cat there for a couple of days with that urinary catheter in. If we don't do that and it's really bad, it could actually cause scar tissue to form inside the urethra. And then the dog or cat will not be able to urinate because there's just going to be tissue that's there. So we want to try to avoid that if all possible. So if we start feeling like it's like too hard to even get a urinary catheter in, then that's probably a good indication that it's going to need to be hospitalized. Other things is like maybe sometimes there can be like some dead tissue if it's been out for a while, especially unfortunately if the owners were at work and they didn't even know. You know, sometimes we'll have a little bit of dead tissue, so we have to debride that. So just cutting off that piece of dead tissue just to make sure that they good tissue can grow over that. And then also potentially putting a purse string in. So it might be that we put in a suture around the opening of the urethra so that we keep the penis in for a while, especially dogs who end up having penises that just kind of stick out a little bit. We'll keep it in there so that way it stays moist and all that swelling can come down again. And then lastly, like we talked about, could mean that we do a penile amputation. It's not a great option, but it might be our only option sometimes. Yeah, it's basically like if the tip of the penis is is dead or necrotic, then we actually have to cut that tip of the penis off in order to be able to allow the dog to be able to urinate. Um, if all that dead tissue is there, it's going to cause a lot of blood clots like we talked about. All those bad Waste products will go back to the heart, which we don't want to have happen, and it's just going to cause infection. So in some situations, you just have to cut off the tip of the penis. So there are dogs that get this like chronically as well. So some of the dogs are just like, it constantly comes out, it constantly gets stuck, so they constantly have paraphimosis. In those type of dogs, um, there are a couple things that they can be done. You can do like a permanent enlargement of the prepucial orifice, meaning that that little notch that I was talking about we cut out, the little triangle, you just keep it open rather than suturing it closed. So that, that way it just permanently stays open and that way the orifice or the opening of the urethra stays bigger. The other thing that can be done is something called a prepucial advancement. 
Um, this is basically like making the pre-pews bigger. This is something a surgeon has to do. And it's only for those dogs that like the, their penis was too big for their pre-pews or they have muscles of their penis that just don't keep their penis in. So like think of those, those little chihuahuas that have their penis like halfway sticking out all the time. That's for this dog. So to be able to keep their penis in and not have it like dried out and cause problems. Some of the prevention things. So we're usually talking about like if it's a cat that has long hair or a dog that has long hair, talking to them about just like cutting the hair around the penis so that that doesn't happen. And then also for dogs who are mating, um, it doesn't happen as much for the mating dogs. It mostly happens more for like the dogs that they're doing. Um, they're going to be doing artificial insemination and so they're stimulating them type thing. But it still can't happen. So it's usually just like like putting warm water on it afterwards to help clean it so that all the junk and stuff doesn't like cause a ring to form again and cause that paraphimosis. And then if they have male dogs and in-heat female dogs, just talking to them about not having the male dog near where that female dog is so that that way they just don't become stimulated and try humping just random things. And then other dogs, like I had my friend's dog who she, her dog would only hump this like one blanket. So maybe the, you know, the solution is you just take that blanket away. So that way they can't do that anymore. Because we eventually don't want this to get to the point of like actually damaging their penis. All right, so that was a quick one. Um, but I think we see it often enough that it was pretty good to talk about. And story time. Luckily, um, Oren doesn't ever listen to this podcast. He listens to my other one, my Vetsplanation one, so he will never hear this. But when he was little, um, we had, like he was, I don't even know, he was like a week old, maybe, maybe if that, maybe even a couple days old. But we had taken him home from the hospital. And up until this point, like mostly the nurses had changed his diaper. And then there's suddenly, you know, then we started doing all the diaper changes. One day we were changing his diaper and my wife like freaked out and she was like, his penis is purple. And I was like, what? Why is his penis purple? His penis shouldn't be purple. And so I like come over and I look and it is, it's like, it's purple. I was like, what the heck? Why is his penis purple? Like, is, is his penis going to fall off? Is there like, and then we started looking for like a hair around the penis. Like, did something get trapped? We had no idea, no idea. So we were like, do we call the like nurse hotline? Like, what do we do? Like, I I don't know what I was supposed to do. It was like, this was sent a dog. I have no clue. So I believe that we called my wife's brother, if I remember correctly. And like, you know, has this ever happened? Because he has three boys. And he's like, oh yeah, that's normal. Don't worry about it. It'll go away. Like literally just give it like an hour, check it again. His penis will be back to normal again. Why does a baby's penis turn purple? I still don't know to this day, but it went back to normal. Never happened again. That was like one of those, like, you know, we got home, new parents freaking out about this kid's penis being purple. Don't know why it happens, but apparently this is a normal thing. So I feel like that sometimes when owners call in, they're like, oh my God, the dog's penis has been sticking out for five minutes. I feel like they're the same way. They're like, you know, they have no idea what to deal with it. Does this normally happen? So... I definitely give people a lot of leniency when it comes to that because I'm like, yeah, I know, weird, right? Shouldn't happen, but it does. All right, guys, 
thanks again. And I think that next week we're going to do bladder stones. And again, I'm going to try to get Heather on soon, just as soon as I figure out my schedule. Uh, my kid has been sick again, so I'm just kind of trying to deal with with her illness. And then we'll get back to interviewing some more peoples. All right. Thanks again, guys.